your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Total 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. We'll continue with your calls. Whatever it is you want to discuss in the world of sports, obviously at the forefront of everybody's mind in the world of sports right now. Demar Hamlin, that has been the main theme. It is somber. It sucks. It's the reality. It's real life. I mean, we do this show five nights a week, all year long, 52 weeks, whatever it may be. You know, I take some vacation here or there, of course. But not every show is going to be... Highly entertaining and, you know, at high decibels and, you know, screaming and yelling about certain things. It's just the reality of it. And right now, I'm not in the mood for that stuff. And I just felt weird coming on, talking about anything other than DeMar Hamlin. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't call and talk about it because we've done that. And I, and I do like talking sports and it's a nice escape. But for me to go on a, a monologue or a rant about those things doesn't feel right tonight in particular. So we'll see. Hopefully we get some good updates here uh, on Hamlin as uh, the day goes on later on uh, in the day. And maybe tomorrow it's a different story. And maybe we have some more clarity. And we can look ahead to Week 18 and the big matchups that we have in the NFL with all the playoff implications on the line and the seeding and all that stuff. Because this is the best time of the year as a football fan. Especially if your team's in it. Giant fans right now? Oh, my God. Forget it. It's a great feeling, regardless of how far we think they could go or how limited their appearance may be. Right now, you're dreaming about a first-round matchup with the Vikings. Then it gets you in the second round. Anything could happen, divisional round. But the idea that you have the seeding and all that stuff going down in Week 18, and then, of course, the two best weekends in sports, Wild Card Weekend and the divisional round, that is, you know, those are the most exciting weekends for the sport, for, to me, sports in general. And right now, it's an afterthought with what's going on with Tamar Hamlin. Gain is calling from Buffalo. What's up, Gain? Yeah, hello, Sal. How you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, I want to talk to you, Mike White, real quick. Sure. Yes. I was thinking of asking you a question like this. What would you hold to bring in Cooper Rush from Dallas, which I think is contract ending this year? What do you hold about bringing Cooper Rush from Dallas? I, I don't want him. He's another backup to me. Yeah, but you see that he has how many wins? How many wins he got? What's that? How many wins he got playing for the deck? Yeah, I know. But but Dallas is a better team than the Jets. So I'm not, I'm not going to go pick off somebody else's backup quarterback. Why can't you just draft and develop mm-hmm. one of your own? Yeah, but Mike White, I don't think he's it. I honestly Oh, he's don't not think it. He's it. No, Mike, I think you're right. Mike White is not it. Zach Wilson no, might, might be it. I've been, listening, I've been listening to the radio. They're talking about um, Jimmy Garoppolo. They're talking about Derek Carr. Why are we talking about these people? Why don't we look at somebody good? Yeah, I'm well, saying, I think I'm with you. He's good to develop him. He's phenomenal. He's young. He's phenomenal. Uh, I think we can develop him to be an amazing quarterback for New York. And you know what? He won't be that expensive either. 
Yeah, I don't know the deal with Cooper Rush and what. It, and thanks for the call game and what his contract status is. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that. As a matter of fact, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I, I don't know. Let me look it up right here. A little Google search: Cooper Rush contract. Uh, two years, two million dollar contract with the Cowboys, including uh, let's see, in 2022. Um, I just want to find out when that two year deal was signed. Um. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. So, I mean, I guess he is a um, possibility. But, I don't know, Cooper Rush? That's the guy that you want? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. I told you what I would do. And um, that's it. That is my final answer. Matt Ryan, assuming Matt Ryan. Let me look up his contract real quick. I'm assuming the Colts are going to cut him. As they should. They should at the very least do him a favor and let him uh, let him go. Uh, let's see. Matt Ryan. Uh, yes, he, he's got one more year left. Ryan is under contract next year for uh, $19 million. Let's see what the buyout is. Uh, cap. Dead cap space, $18 million. Restructure, $6 million. I don't even know how to even read this properly. Cap hit is $35 million. <laughs> what a crappy trade the Colts made. And meanwhile, they made that trade for a reason. And then they start benching Matt Ryan, you idiots. But Ryan is going to count against their cap. Either way, he's got one year left under his contract. That's, you know, that's next year. I can't imagine the Colts are going to keep Matt Ryan under contract. They, they, I mean, why? They've, they've benched him. They've made him the... You know, they've had him in street clothes. They don't even dress him for some of these games here. Why would they want to keep him? And he's a free agent, an unrestricted free agent, after the 2023 season, which would be obviously next year. So if they decide to cut him, then if I'm the Jets, I go get him. And now, obviously, that's a big if. they got to decide to cut him first. If he is available, I make him the mentor to Zach Wilson. For me... That's the best way out of the quarterback hell that the Jets are in right now. Zach Wilson was supposed to be the answer two years ago when they drafted him number two overall. I have not seen anything definitively that would make me go the other way on that. Matter of fact, I haven't seen enough of Zach Wilson. And I want to see him have the proper supported, uh, supporting cast around him. I know with certainty Matt Ryan is the best guy to help mentor Zach Wilson. That's my combo. I mean, especially when you're giving me the other options. Now, if you're telling me you want to go get Lamar Jackson and make him the franchise quarterback, different story. I don't know how realistic that is, but that's a different story. Oh, and by the way, the Ravens have issues with Jackson because he's always hurt. He's always hurt. Every year he's hurt. He's great. He's not healthy every year. His style of play is not conducive to staying healthy. But Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, these are your answers? Aaron Rodgers? I'm telling you, Matt Ryan and Zach Wilson. That should be the combo. That's what they should have done his rookie year. Well, Joe Flacco, maybe they tried to do a Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's not Matt Ryan. And again, Ryan's contract prevented that from being the case. It wasn't like the Jets were going to go out there and trade for Matt Ryan. But he might be available If the Colts release him and do the right thing, they should release him. If that's the case, 
That's the guy. You want to talk about a win-now team? Jets aren't good enough everywhere else anyway. The idea that, oh, they're Jimmy Garoppolo away from being a playoff team or a legit contender in the AFC is a joke. They're not. They don't run the football well enough. There's questions with coaching. The offensive line isn't good enough. The defense is highly overrated. The special teams stink. And yet, all anybody wants to do is complain about Zach Wilson. So when you guys call and ask, oh, what would you do a quarterback for the Jets next year? My answer is Matt Ryan, Zach Wilson. Jonathan is calling from Pennsylvania. What's up, Jonathan? Yeah, what's up? Hi, Sal. How are you, Jonathan? Amazing. Um, I was I was just listening before. I heard you guys. I don't know what happened there. Jonathan got called off. Tom is calling from Stratford, Connecticut. What's up, Tom? Hi, South. Um, I just want to give a little insight of what my, what Demar might be going through because the same thing happened to me. Only, but I'm in my sixties and he's in his twenties. So, what well, the how is it? To me, but, but then I don't think it's the same thing. And like, how were you talking about? What cardiac arrest? Well, I had I have AFib and I couldn't breathe. They put a breathing tube down my throat mm-hmm. so I could breathe, and I was on CPAP, and I didn't know where I was for three days. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, well, let's hope that that's the case uh, with DeMar Hamlin here. I just, you know, I don't know. And, and you, the situation is different. Your Yours, I'm assuming, was not caused via uh, the impact that uh, that happened with Hamlin. No, but, he, but the situation, they said they put a breathing tube in him. Mm-hmm. They did a breathing tube with me. I guess they're going to monitor him. And then once you were not, you athlete, were not, you were not breathing on your own. No, I had a hard time breathing. Right. Well, were, were you breathing for three days? Were you breathing on your own at all, or no? Yeah. Well, before I went to the hospital, I was. Mm-hmm. And then once I once they came and they put me in the ambulance, I must have passed out. They 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 CPR'd me like three times. Yeah, I, I don't uh, know the specifics or how to compare them, Tom. And thank you for the call, but I don't really want to compare them because a each situation is different. B, you're in your sixties. He's twenty four. See, this happened from a physical collision on the football field. Now, was there an underlying condition? I don't believe that we've heard that that is the case. The only details we know is that he suffered cardiac arrest and that he's in critical condition. And maybe as the days go on, we'll learn more about it. If there is something underlying or was something underlying, if it was just because of the direct impact of the hit that caused it. But I would be concerned or I am concerned about the fact that he's still not breathing on his own. And now maybe that is, I don't know, I'm not familiar with this. Maybe that is a few day thing and then he could come out of it. You hope that that's the case. I'm hoping tomorrow, I mean, hell, I'm hoping you know, within the next two minutes, we hear that great news. But, you know, that all of a sudden he's breathing on his own and everything seems to be trending upward. But we don't know. I mean, we don't know if, when that's going to be the case. It's scary right now. And it's tied together with the future of the NFL schedule here. Now, obviously, that's secondary, far secondary to the status of Hamlin, but I do think the two are tied together, meaning that if we get positive news on 
Damar Hamlin here in the next couple of days or, or the next day here because it's already Wednesday. So if we you know don't hear anything today and it's status quo, I mean, I, I think they're going to kind of try to plan week 18 at least a couple of days in advance. Remember, you get the two games on Saturday. So like at some point, they're going to either have to call those games off or or playing. They're, they're going to be making a commitment one way or another. And I think we're getting close to that. So if things stay the same here, we don't hear anything with Hamlin. I'd be curious to see what they do. If we get a positive update, then I think it's safe to say that everybody would move forward and play the games as scheduled. But we, we don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Which, again, is why we're kind of waiting. The sports world is in a holding pattern. Waiting to find out what news we're going to get on Tamar Hamlin. It sucks. And it sucks for him and his family. It's terrible. Still can't believe what we saw. It just, I, I, we've seen guys, you know, suffer head injuries. You know, Tua comes to mind, obviously, this year where things are just, you know, don't look good. Obviously, you've seen broken bones on the field and just nasty injuries. But that was unlike anything I've seen. Guy makes a tackle, guy gets up, guy falls down. It's like, uh oh, that's not good. We saw it live. I can't even believe what we witnessed. Just it was sickening was the one word that I was that I would use to describe how I felt. It was a sickening feeling watching that on Monday night. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. on the fan and this to your new year's resolution win money in 2023 with superbook sports superbook has over three decades of sports wagering experience in las vegas so you'll get the best odds anywhere as we head into the football playoffs plus check out their special odds boosts and promotions at superbook.com make 2023 the year where you win money from vegas download the superbook sports app now and place your bets. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I lost on the Jets game. I had a nice little parlay going. Giants. Uh, you know, the perfect parlay. Although, I did not uh, pick that perfect parlay. I had the Giants, the Packers. Both those were non-competitive. And then the Jets. Unfortunately, that was non-competitive. But on the other on the wrong side of things. How could I get in bed with the Jets? I just don't understand it. What was I thinking? Football playoffs, though. The wild card, the divisional round. Oh, man. I, I love betting those games in isolation. Or you could do parlay as well. And we'll do the perfect parlay picks. Matter of fact, i got to go over that and see what happened. The results from last week. We'll do that a little bit later in the week. But either way, when they have those games, I mean, there's, there's nothing better than that. 877-337-6666. DJ calling from Eatontown, New Jersey. What's up, DJ? Hey, Sal. Good morning. Um, 
I, don't, I just want to change up. Um, I know DeMar is the most important story in sports, but I just want to talk about the Giants and the Jets. Sure. How the Giants uh, got their head coach and, and their strategy, right? Um, Dayball's been a godsend for Danny Jones, and the main reason is, like, you got to have an offensive coach in this league. Um, the way the, the semifinal games were on Saturday night, that's the way the NFL's trending. NFL's weird. The football's weird sport in it that the younger – the younger developmental, so high school and junior high, they all learn these things, and then it climbs up the ranks, and these coaches develop these systems. I think that the league's obviously going a quarterback. It's been a quarterback league, and it's going to continue to go that. But like, there's just they got like Brian Dayball is just amazing. The fact that he's made Daniel Jones an NFL quarterback mm-hmm. in one season, and it's awesome watching him because he's not trying to force him to learn a certain system, right? which you kind of see with the Jets quarterback, uh, Garrett or Wilson and all that stuff, because like Salah hired someone from San Francisco with an offense he knows. Well, he brought in they his won. buddy, he brought in his buddy, yeah. Mike LaFleur, who's an inexperienced uh, coordinator. I don't know how you can trust. See, Joe Douglas trusted a team and he was thinking that they're going to develop together, but he trusted a young team with a rookie head coach with a rookie offensive quarterback, uh, excuse me, offensive coordinator with a rookie quarterback. That to me is a recipe for disaster. It's malpractice because if you look at the rosters, the Jets might be, they, they have, probably are more talented right. than the Giants, player by player. But Dable did the great thing where he went out and hired guys not from the same coaching tree as him necessarily. Like Wink and uh, Kafka, they're people he probably knows from around the league. But they're not just buddies. They said it on the broadcast. Like, he got people in with different ideas. And, like, you see it, and it's made, like, all the difference with this team. As a Giants fan, I love it. I'm able to actually sit down and enjoy the Giants for a full football season. Normally my year is over in October. But this has been great. And like You know, it's funny, DJ, we had, I don't know if you heard it, but I was filling in on the morning show last week, and Jerry and I had Bob Papa on on Friday. And Bob Papa, you know, because Jerry was saying, oh, I'm not the biggest Daniel Jones fan. And Jerry was saying, telling Bob Papa that me, I'm not the biggest Daniel Jones fan. And then Bob was asking me, Sal, well, let me ask you, if you put Daniel Jones on the Jets, do you think that they'd be in the postseason? I said, well, I don't know. Is the coach coming with him? Because without <laughs> without Dable, I'm not so sure you – well, no, I am sure. Without Dable, you're not seeing this version of Daniel Jones. And I would make the argument that Brian Dable – is a bigger difference, the same way that you're saying, DJ. I would say that Brian Dable's a bigger difference than Daniel Jones, if you're comparing the two teams. Awesome. Yeah, 100%. We're, we're, I think we're agreeing, so I can't even argue with you. Um, Sal, I always love calling you, and I think it's about 85 days till spring training or opening day. Is so that it? Well, right around it's the corner. It's under 90, because I know the other day it was like Oswaldo Cabrera's number was 91. So... Spring training and opening days right around the corner, and you know I'll be calling up a lot more during baseball season, man. Have a good night. DJ. You too, man. I appreciate the call. Look forward to baseball season. It really is – I hate falling in the same pattern. Oh, it flies by, but it really does. Man, here we are on the other side of the holiday season. It goes by in a blink. And and if you want to speed life up, get three jobs. That'll really make it go by. I was talking to my wife because she's home with the baby. Which, by the way, for the record, just in case she or anybody else that she knows is listening, is a much more difficult job than what I do, however many jobs I have. Being at home with a child is it, that's, it doesn't get more difficult than that. 
But I was talking to her, or, oh, you know, over the course of the holiday weekend or whatever, and I was like, man, it, it just flew by for me. It's like a blink. You get the tree, you put it up, that's it. Over. Take the tree down. New Year's comes and goes. That's it. And she's like, it didn't fly by for me. And I'm like, really? Want to switch spots? I wish you could slow down. But it's not even just that. It's not just the holiday season that flies by. It's everything. Baseball season ends. Before you know it, it's Thanksgiving. Once you hit Thanksgiving, it's full speed ahead to Christmas and New Year's. And now we're on the other side of it. And, you know, maybe there'll be a little bit of a lull here in January, although we get the Giants in the postseason now, which should help. But eh, February, I know, was a slow month sports-wise. But, I mean, that's February spring training. I mean, that's it. Or at least pitchers and catchers. And then March is spring training. We'll be talking baseball before you know it. Crazy how fast it goes. And when somebody did say that the other day, like, oh, 90 days away or whatever it is from pitchers and catchers reporting, that's that's wild. Uh, or spring training games. Rob is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Rob? Hey, how you doing, Sal? How are you, Rob? I'm right. Happy New Year, bro. Happy New Year. Good to hear from you. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, real quick, uh, I just want to say it's about what happened the other day with the game. I had a friend who came to my house like four years ago, my, one of my best buddies. We were watching the Knicks game. He went to the bathroom. You know, we drinking beer, watching the game, eating wings. He comes out the bathroom and says, I don't feel good. And next you know, he falls on the floor. And he's holding his heart, holding his chest. I'm like, yo, what's the, what's the matter? He's like, I, I, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. So I immediately, you know, called the ambulance. Make a long story short, he had a heart attack in my house oh. right there in front of my bathroom. How, what was the result? Was he okay? He never lost consciousness. He's okay. He survived. But just, just it was so scary. I didn't know he had an attack. He didn't know he had an attack. Like I said, he never lost consciousness like the kid yesterday, the other day. But just think about watching that, because I was watching the game, and like, oh, my God, it just took me back to that moment. And then, you know, listen to sports radio and listen to, you know, on Twitter. Mm. Like, if you never experienced that, like those plays on the field, they saw that in real time, that's the scariest thing in the world, man. That's scary. Yeah, and it was it, even watching it on TV, Rob. Now, right. I, have, I have not experienced that necessarily what you did live right. in person like that, but I've seen some other stuff that, you know, also uh, pretty frightening. But anyway, right. watching it from afar, you you can still see on the couch. It just yeah. wasn't normal. Like they were, was, right. You, you, when a guy gets back up and then falls down and immediately. things like that? Yeah. That was, that was scary. But I just wanted to talk about the Rangers real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, watching the game, no, uh, uh, they scored first, the Canes, and then... then Rob, I told you, I told you the Rangers were going to be just fine. Uh, yeah, you did. We, we went for this. I told you, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> I was swagged out because, you know, they, they're better than that. But, woo, it was rough. But watching this game, like, oh, my God, please. And then they score power play, and then 20 seconds later, they, they score another goal. Mm-hmm. And then going to the second period, they score a goal less than a minute later. Here comes Carolina with another goal. And then the third period, they just took over those three goals. And um, whew, it was it was anxious moments there because I'm sitting here like I'm ready to just throw the beer and smash it on the floor. That was a big game, man. Ray, the Garden crowd was awesome. It was, and, you know, they just, and just I was so happy that Miller and Trouba was able to score because they, 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 their plus minus is so bad this year compared to last year. It seems like they're just getting bad goals scored against them. It's not like from lack of effort or they're terrible. It's just like it's just like they always seem to be on the ice right now when the other team is scoring. So yeah, I'm a little better. They got a rough 
um, schedule this month. They got some real hard games coming up. They got the Devils. They got the Wild. They got the Stars. They got the Bruins. They got the Golden Knights. What are we looking at? Look at you rattling off the schedule right here. Let me find them on my schedule. All right, Hurricanes, that's a win. So at Montreal on Thursday. Right. Then they right. got the Devils. Ooh, at Devils Saturday. Okay, that's a good one. Right. Then um, they got Minnesota. I like to go to that game. Uh, right, Minnesota at home. Okay. Then Dallas. Dallas. Montreal again. Right. Um, the Blue, Blue Jackets, Jackets. They're not great. And then you got Boston. You got the Panthers. All right. I mean, but still, they, they should be looking at the Rangers saying, hey, you know what? Oh, and then the Rangers, one of my favorite uh, road trips, the Feb- February 15th on at Vancouver, okay. at uh, at Edmonton on right. that Friday, February 17th, at yeah. the Flames, Saturday, February 18th. I love that. Uh, I love those trips there. The, yeah, that, that's going to be great. But, no, um, Sal. Uh, Look at the standings, though. They're right there. Oh, they're right there. They came back. Because remember, when we talked, I was all anxious. They, had, they ran up like seven, eight wins, something like that. So they, they had to climb back. And, whoa, it was rough. You know, is there like, anybody? You remember, I was panicking, but is, is, I'm, I'm okay now. Well, you're welcome for being the voice of reason as <laughs> usual, Rob. Is there any team that you feel like they can't beat in the Eastern Conference? No, not right now. The goaltender is oh, better than he, he gets legs back. So, yeah, I feel a lot better. And it was good to beat the Carolina, um, you know, beat them because they're Screw Carolina. Team. Yeah, they are great. They won, what, yeah. 11 in a row? Not anymore. Right. Take and they that broke out. Their win streak. They haven't gave up a power play goal in, I don't know, like seven, eight games. And we scored three power play goals. So, we're on the roll right now. And, and Sal, as always, brother, you're the best, uh, Rob. Thank you for taking the call, yep. man. It's good talking to you. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate listening and taking the time to call. And you get me fired up about the Rangers now. It was a big win. And then you look at the standings where, you know, Carolina is in first place. They just won 11 in a row prior to losing to the Rangers. But they're only, the Rangers are what, eight points back of them? Eight points back of them as they've climbed uh, their way to third place in the Metro Division and only one point behind the Devils. Now, look, I mean, you could mention their schedule, but still, it, uh, obviously, it's difficult. It's not going to. What do you think? You're going to play easy games all the time? But the Rangers are one of the teams that other teams look at and say, oh, man, we got we got to go take on the Rangers. They're back. It was scary for a little while. Matter of fact, I came on the air and even said that the Rangers were the third best team in this town behind both the Islanders and the Devils. And right now, order has been restored. The Rangers... Are the best. I don't care. The Devils have more points. Rangers are a better team. They're on the climb. The Devils are going the wrong way. And I love the fact that A, the Rangers accomplished what they did last year. B, and I don't love the fact that they started slow, but that they started slow and then overcame that adversity. When it wasn't looking good, and it wasn't just a couple of weeks, it was a, a slow start. To a point where, you know, people started wondering about Gallant. You know, Shesterkin wasn't playing well. And there was really no clear way to fix it. We were wondering, well, Drury's got the guys here. Like, uh, what's going to happen? How are they going to get out of this? And they found their way out. That's what would get me excited. Doug calling from Long Island. Good morning, Doug. Yeah, what's up, buddy? How are you? How Happy are you, New Doug? Year. Good, good to hear from you. Happy New Year. Yeah, this this shift change is just destroying me. Getting used to morning, I can't pull. It's crazy. So, so you're not working right now, but you're up still. 
yeah, I'll, I'll be working at six or seven o'clock. So oh. I somehow gotta, yeah, it's, it's brutal. So I'm, I, you know, I work like, you know, every week I'm working two doubles. So on the way home, it's like I can fall asleep. If I just pull over right now in my truck, I get home and then I can't sleep. What is, so what, yeah, which is crazy, right? Exactly. You want to fall asleep, go, go ride on the LIE for about five minutes. Thursday, I'm working a double. I might bring the, you know, the comforter and a pillow in the truck. And you know what? I could probably get three or four hours. It'll work. What are your, so, so what are your exact hours right now? You were a regular overnight. Now you're doing doubles. As you say, what, what are we looking at here? What's the work schedule? Well, now it's 7 to 3, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. And, you know, two times a week, I'm working 3 to 11. And then it, I, what I used to work was three to eleven, and then I would work overnight four nights, work till you know eleven thirty to four thirty-five in the morning. Oh man! So it's yeah, it's a it's a culture shock. So it is what it. Eventually it'll happen. Yeah. It'll work, but we'll see. Um, one thing about the ranges, the big thing with the ranges to me, they were struggling in third periods. I think it became mental. I mean, they had atrocious third periods. Yeah, now so they dominate the, the third. Week. Right. I, th- I think it was a mental thing. I- I'm not saying they're going to win a Stanley Cup, but I feel like they're back. But I got to talk to you about the Jets. Wait, um, but before um, you before we get to the Jets, and I do want to get to the Jets, I just want to say that I like the fact that they overcame the Rangers, this adversity early on in the year, and I do think that that paves the way for a potential run at the Stanley Cup. Again, hard to predict that they're actually going to win it, right. but they could. But you just you hit the nail on it. Adversity. Right. And that's the word that, with me... You, adversity, you find out a lot about. That's exactly it. right. And now we know. Not only awful last year where they went through that playoff run, then they had that where it looked like they were going to hit the rock bottom here, and then boom, they came out of it. Now I feel like they're – because they know now, Doug. They've proven to themselves that they could do it. They've dealt with the adversity. They came out the other end, and they're flying high now. That's why I believe they can win the Stanley Cup. Go ahead. Right. Uh, now, with the Jets, adversity just – chewed them up and spit them out and <laughs> I, I just like the there's so many things with this jet team I don't even know where to begin with you like the Woody factor is going to come in and I don't know what Woody's going to do I don't know what he but I will say this I know I know people are screaming they want change I was a, a tremendous LaFleur guy I, I'm down on the floor um Sal, Sal is worrying me a lot I, I don't like a couple of things he's done. Like I, I'll point out, I was just talking to Fleas about it this Sunday before the half. You couldn't even get five or six yards. You you're trying to score from your own ten eleven yard line. Like the, there was a ninety percent chance if anybody was scoring at the end of that first half, it was Seattle. He he almost got picked off at like the twelve yard line. After that play, just you know, you take an eight. Just get to the half and regroup. But I will say this. I was I was huge. I got killed on the station. I was with Fleegs and JJ. We were like the only three people who wanted Peterson. I wanted Peterson because he won a Super Bowl. I wanted Peterson because he was an offensive guy. And I wanted Peterson because Belichick's in his division. He went toe-to-toe with him and beat him in the Super was Bowl. Was I not here at the time? Because I know I, that I like Peterson. It might have been before my... Uh... No, no, no. I think you, you were doing the weekend. I was part-time. Yes, okay. I talked yeah. to, yes, I talked to you too about it. And, and everybody was like blaming Peterson for what happened. Well, that's what I'm saying. I did not. Now, I don't know what J.J. Yeah. and Fleet were saying, but I loved Peterson. No. Yeah, okay. No, they were the same way. That Listen, that came from above, and whatever they did, they did what was best for their team. They got Devontae Adams, so clearly it worked, whatever. Um, that's the guy I wanted. And listen, a lot of the stuff's probably unfair to Salah, but, you know, I would only take two guys right now, 
And I don't think Woody will reach out and try to get Peyton. But for Sean Peyton or Jim Harbaugh, I would fire Sala. I don't think there's anyone else I would. And I just... Harbaugh is like, another guy that I've been begging either the Jets or Giants to go get, or any team. They are so stupid. I can't believe no team would want to hire Jim Harbaugh, yet look at the scrubs that have been hired around the NFL. It's ridiculous. Yes. You know what I love about Harbaugh? He, he's disciplined. His teams don't beat themselves. I, that's the way I want to play, and that's what I love about Dable. There's consistency. There, there's no doubt. See, this is what... You know, and I'm not trying to pick on Robert Solly here because I don't think he is the problem in isolation. I think it's the whole package that's been the problem for the Jets, which is why I think that organization needs somebody like Peterson who won a Super Bowl or, in this case, Harbaugh, who would be my number one choice. I know, like we talked about with Buck, with, with when he got hired with the Mets, you don't have to worry about manager anymore. There, there's no more question mark about what's going to go wrong with the manager. You know that that spot is taken care of. Eliminate the question marks. Right now, Robert Sala is still a question mark. Jim Harbaugh is not a question mark. Right. And I just think there's just, you know, there's so much youth. This, you know, you, you obviously we've, we've said it. Uh, you have a rookie. We brought a rookie head coach, a rookie offensive coordinator. Now, if you can't get either one of those guys, I, I you got to bring somebody in here that is a veteran offensive coordinator, someone that is good It's going to run this offense. I mean, I know people tell me, you know, this floor's just got to get better with his play calling. It could be Wilson. It could be a lot of things. I just have no faith bringing everybody back. I hate what happened with Elijah Moore in this locker room. I hate what happened with Zach Wilson in this locker room. I hate what happened early in the year with the undisciplined roughing penalties. Mm. And I believe that's all on coaching. And I, I want better. And you know what? Everybody's saying, yeah, you know what? If I would have told you in the beginning of the season, I don't care what somebody told me in the beginning of the season. We were six and three, and we were seven and four, and we had an easy schedule. And we no showed the last two weeks. This team no showed. And if if they come out this Sunday, and they have nothing to play for, there's a good chance they're going to no show again. I mean, I could not be upset if Woody just lost his mind because I, I just like everybody can't you can't compare to the past. You have I'd to be surprised. And I also don't, as much as I, now look, you're tempting me, and thank you for the call, Doug, as always. I appreciate checking in. You're tempting me by saying Jim Harbaugh because that's the guy that I've wanted for a long time, basically since he left the Niners. That's the guy that I would want if I'm an NFL team. And I just don't understand why nobody's done it. I mean, they're they're fools. I believe though deep down in remaining disciplined and consistent at least for a four-year period they hired joe douglas he hired robert sala i'd like to see this through however if harbaugh is available and willing to come to the jets i think that's a move that you have to make. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
Sal Licata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. It is fascinating to think of the possibilities that head coach for the Jets. See, it's not the reason why they fell apart this year or why they're not going to the postseason. And I think there are a lot of different angles here at play. Number one, this is only supposed to be year two of a new head coach and a rookie quarterback. And it was imperative about the development of those two together. Well, we never saw it with the quarterback. That's number one from the start of the year. Banged up, came back, and they won some games, but he wasn't doing much. And then, of course, they pull him after the two atrocious New England games and the stuff that he says. And now that situation is off the rails. And with Robert Sala, there were, you know, there's some good, there's some bad, but there are still question marks. And when you look at the possibilities that are out there, and first of all, it's frustrating to think back what was out there with a guy like Peterson for example, or Jim Harbaugh, where they could have even had him already right now, and who knows where they'd be. But if you could tell me that the Jets would change course and go get Jim Harbaugh, I think that brings instant credibility to a franchise that is in desperate need of it. I know Jim Harbaugh is going to will build a winning program. I know that that's going to happen. I can't say the same for Robert Sala. I, I root for Sala. I think he's an, a likable guy, easy to root for. Has a great presence, but as far as being a football coach, I don't think you compare to Harbaugh. And to boot with the coordinator, too much inexperience. That's why, see, you can blame Wilson, and obviously he deserves a ton of blame, but you also have to blame Joe Douglas or whoever set up that organizational structure with him hiring a rookie head coach and a rookie offensive coordinator to teach, you know, develop, a rookie quarterback. It just makes no sense. Bob is calling from Bayside. What's up, Bob? Sal, listen, three, four weeks ago, you reached very low depths when you went into your comical crying routine about Daniel Jones. Oh, I don't have any receivers to throw to. Mm. I mean, all right, that's funny, Sal. But let me tell you something. I've been telling you for a year and a half that you're going to see the real Daniel Jones this year. Mm-hmm. Now that he gets an OC better than... Jason Garrett, a better coaching staff, uh, a healthy running game, which you could play off, and a better offensive line. Now, have you seen the real Daniel Jones? Oh, he still doesn't have any receivers, so I need to see him with some real receivers. Sal, he's 62%. Well, wait a second. So are we making excuses because he doesn't have receivers, or are we not? Which one is it? Well, what I'm saying is if he doesn't have... He doesn't have number one elite receivers. Oh, so you could still evaluate still, him without receivers then, huh? He's still playing well, isn't he? He's okay. I think he's been good. Yeah, I mean, the, okay. Gi- the Giants are in the postseason, aren't they? Sal, he has all the tools. I've been telling you this for what one tools? year. What tools? And, what tools does he have? Yeah, what do you mean? What do you he's mean got a good tools? arm. He's got mobility. He's got everything you want. And let me tell you no, something, No, maybe Sal. he has everything you want. But, I, look, I like Daniel Jones. I have no problem with him. Yeah, now you like him suddenly. No, 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 no. I've liked, I've liked Daniel Jones. I've, I've said I've liked his makeup. I like his attitude. He's got, to me, the perfect attitude, especially in this town and especially at that position. I like his makeup. I like his intangibles. I've always thought he was a good leader. And this year, the results have been there. I thought he played his best game of his career on Sunday against the Colts. Let me tell you something. Before this season said, you use the expression, he stinks. Okay? Let me tell you, Sal, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an Italian expression. You know what you got? You got a cup of dosa, a hard head, when it comes to uh, Daniel Jones. 
Well, I mean, look, I'm not right about everything, Bob. I mean, no, you you're wrong. Yeah. And you were wrong about oh. the Mets. And the Mets, it was over no, on I'm May not, 31st. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not, I wasn't wrong about that. They should have won the division. They didn't. It, it happens. I mean, it's just a prediction. But you're you're talking about, you know, Daniel Jones. In what regard here are we definitively saying that, that he's great? Because they made the playoffs? Like, I'm, I'm confused a little bit. Sal, he's he's got eight turnovers in sixteen games. Okay, he totally turned that around. You, okay, so do you think it's the coach or the quarterback who's more responsible it's for that? It's a combination of both, but he has all the tools, Sal. Oh, but Bob, you keep talking about the tools. I don't care about the tools. A lot of other quarterbacks have the tools. And if anything, Daniel Jones, his greatest attributes are not those tools. It's the intangibles that he possesses. How about his mobility, his running, his well, running play? That, that's great. I mean, he's a, he's a solid runner. I don't think he's a great runner. I don't think he's a bad runner. I think he's a solid runner. And you want I Matt think he's Ryan, a... who's a statue in the pocket, who's 38 years old next year, instead of Jimmy Garoppolo, who's 31? For the Are you Jets, me? yeah. No, or, yeah, it's a totally different circumstance. You think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Matt Ryan? Absolutely. Well, what, what, what exactly? Bowl. What exactly Matt Ryan are you is watching? On the downside of his career, Bob. First of all, we're comparing apples and oranges here. Did you hear why I said I want Matt Ryan? By the way, Matt Ryan won an MVP. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo, on his best day, could ever sniff the jock of Matt Ryan's MVP? What are you, what are you going back to? Twelve years ago, Sal? No, no, two thousand and sixteen. How long goes that? Do the math. Oh, well, no, no, Bob, get, you got to get your facts right. And by the way, I'll give you another one. Daniel Jones couldn't sniff the jock of Matt Ryan and his MVP in 2016. How about that? You want to dis- you want to besmirge Matt Ryan and knock him? How about Daniel Jones get to a Super Bowl first before you anoint him? You're putting a gold jacket on Daniel Jones because he made the playoffs. Make the playoffs? That's what's going to be the barometer now. I mean, Matt, Matt Ryan did it his rookie year. He made the playoffs his rookie year and took a franchise that had never had back-to-back winning seasons in its pathetic existence and did so in the first two years in the league. He should have won a Super Bowl. He did win an MVP. He's always in the playoffs, and yet you're going to knock Matt Ryan, but praise Daniel Jones, who's accomplished exactly zero, four years to sneak into the playoffs in an expanded postseason field. Oh, wow. When's the parade? Clear the Canyon of Heroes. And by the way, I like Daniel Jones. I just don't think he's great. So you Giant fans are sensitive, like Bob, because I say that Daniel Jones isn't great. I think he's good. Matter of fact, I've been saying he's a solid quarterback for weeks because you look at least midway through the year. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, initially I said this guy stinks. He's no good. Then I look around at the quarterback player on the league. He's better than half the guys in the league. Daniel Jones has had a great season for the Giants. Win-loss record, his intangibles, his toughness, all that. I respect him for that. I like him for that. I still think there are limitations. Now, he's, he could go out there and prove me wrong. He's going to be playing in the postseason this year. But let's not get carried away. And the other situation you're talking about was Matt Ryan. I'm talking about Matt Ryan to the Jets, more of a mentor for Zach Wilson. You keep talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not Garoppolo versus Ryan. And if you want to have that debate, you're going to look like a complete 
fool and a clown if you compare Jimmy Garoppolo's career to Matt Ryan's career. That's number one. Number two, it's about Jimmy Garoppolo versus Zach Wilson. That's the real debate. And with Zach Wilson, I think it's a an unknown, an incomplete in two years. I know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. I'm hoping that Zach Wilson, under the right tutelage, Matt Ryan, could be better. Any chance you have to salvage Zach Wilson, in my opinion, would be greatly aided by adding Matt Ryan. He's the perfect mentor to Zach Wilson. Now, again, Colts have to cut Ryan and let him be free. And he's, if he wants to play again, I let him be the mentor to Zach Wilson in an offense, which, by the way, he won an MVP in, in 2016. I don't know what you're saying. You're going back 12 years. Do the math. Marco, I'm not really great at math, but 2022 to 2016, what are I, we looking I at? I believe that's six. Yeah. Six years. Not that long ago. Good God. You think Jimmy Garoppolo's going to win an MVP? Come on now. And I like Daniel Jones. Don't make me knock Daniel Jones. Giants did a nice job. I admit, I was sick of them. I watched them for three years. You know what? Brian Dable's done a great job maximizing Daniel Jones. I don't think that there's another level to Daniel Jones' play. I think this is max Daniel Jones. Good enough to get in the postseason? How much further can they go? We'll find out. We'll find out next year when they add some wide receivers. We'll see.